0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I am Johnny. Ah, (laughs) Me, Randy. (laughs) and Couldn't uh, help it. Right. And we must apologize because this episode is coming out. I ain't sorry for... I'm just playing. uh, Coming out a week late because, you know, this month we're releasing four episodes and we did Scream 6.0. Last week, and then this Friday, we weren't able to record, so we're here at our campsite on a Saturday recording, which will be released next Friday. Uh-huh. And then the following Friday, the last Friday of the month, we will finally be getting everybody together to do the fourth episode of Horror Talk. Yep. It's a horror version of TED Talk. Yeah. Featuring me, Johnny, uh, Connor. Yep. Who was on the episode of Megan? Yes, and then your—I don't know—is she your middle child, uh, Jenny? She, yeah, she she yeah. was she was second. Yeah, okay, so yeah, she she's a twin. She came out first. Yeah, girl, so and I don't know if the other ones, but my brother's going to be on it. Senior Reyes is going to be on there, but the one and only. And sorry about the trailer, folks, because uh, that's such an old trailer that there was no talking at all. I you mean, just How many words it. the the really psycho chick was on there? <laughs> right, right. The crazy little—I swear she reminds me of the old lady off a of wedding singer. I could see I that said, hip hop. Hip, <laughs> yeah. That's what she looked like that's what she me of. I could see that definitely. But that being said, um, this was a random pick. If you listen to our other episodes, we have a poster. It's the 100 greatest horror movies. And we just randomly picked, and this is what we uh, ended up choosing with Bride of Frankenstein, which I know it really ain't matching what we're doing this month, but that's the joy that we have of being able to just say, hey, bada bing, bada boom, and we pick this one. And we put, would pick the sequel to a movie I've never seen. Yeah, so that's what kills me. Is I can't believe you've never seen the original Frankenstein, dude. I don't, like, there's clips of it that I remember seeing, but it's more than likely from other movies that I've watched that yeah. had that clip in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I've seen young Frankenstein. Yeah. So, but I've never seen the original Dr. Frankenstein. So, to go ahead and kind of get into it for a minute, The Bride of Frankenstein uh, came out in 1935, and it's a horror-slash-sci-fi film, which, after watching it, I would almost consider horror-sci-fi comedy. Because I think there was a lot of humor in it as well. I don't know if they considered that humor back in the day. But, um, I mean, we're looking, you know, 1935. Come yeah, on, it's almost 90 years old. Uh, and the film is one hour and 15 minutes long. But as far as the cast, we have, of course, the one and only Boris Karloff is returning as Frankenstein's monster. Which everybody, you know, I, so many people think he's Frankenstein. Everybody always not. calls him Frankenstein. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, I've never even seen it and I knew that. The uh, actual Victor Frankenstein is Colin, what would you say his last name? Colin Clive. Clive. And let's see who else we got here. Uh, Dagum. Yeah, that's some weird names. Yeah, it is. Ernest, what is that guy's name? Uh, Let's see, Ernest Fiesger plays Dr. Septum. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yuna O'Connor, she plays Minnie, which is the crazy lady. Yeah. And then uh, Valerie Hobson plays Elizabeth LeVanzen. And then the actual Bride of Frankenstein is uh, Elsa Lancaster. Lancaster. Which uh, kills me because they call it Bride of Frankenstein. But, but Technically, wouldn't it be the Bride of Frankenstein's monster? Yeah. like I, To me, I could see them saying Bride of the monster. Right you know, or something like that. But yeah, um, really, man. I mean, this movie is so old that it's almost going to kind of be like freaks. The episode we did freaks where we're just talking about what we enjoyed. Yeah, We're not going to go like start. Well, at the beginning, it started off this way, but actually, you know what? The beginning of it, <laughs> when it started off and the, the two guys talking and one of the guy keeps rolling his R's the entire time. When the, to me, the way they opened this movie so bad, yeah. I didn't, I, I was like, Man, what the heck are we getting into? Yeah, I didn't like it. Let me see the cast for a second. Like, I don't know, it just yes, we know it's an old movie, yeah, but still, it just came off. I was like, People that watched that back in the day, were they like, Oh man, this is such good acting? But well, to me, it almost and it, it's kind of ironic that they call them the players at the beginning of it while they're rolling the beginning credits, they call them the players and it shows the actors, yeah, instead of the cast. So, and it which is. Funny because the movie actually seemed like a Broadway production type play with the way, you know, the acting was. It was very, okay, this movie is almost 90 years old. The acting is very over dramatic in, in spots, but it was them trying to capture, for me, that's a key point in Broadway is you do a little bit of overacting to catch people's attention. Yeah. And that's what they did through almost this whole movie. Minnie, the psycho girl, she was driving me crazy. Every time she popped on the screen, she was yelling. See, I, she killed me. She thought oh. I thought she was funny. Uh, the the reason I asked for the cast because uh, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, da, da, da. <laughs> the guy that Frankenstein threw off of the cliff, he's kind of like the Igor. Mm-hmm. That guy, his real name is Dwight Fry. He is also in Dracula, the original Dracula, which I didn't know if you knew that. I, I just as soon as I saw him, his character in this movie was Carl. But mm-hmm. as soon as I seen him, I was like, "Okay, dang it!" I was like, I, at first, I was like, "Is that dude dude from Nosferatu?" But it's not; it's from yeah. Dracula. But the names are really hard to remember, so I mean, we're just gonna go with what we liked and stuff. But yeah. uh, I actually did like the woman that you just said yeah, that she, was annoying to you. Yeah, she got on my... I, What I do like about it is f- the Frankenstein has always been a. It started off as a book. Yeah. What I like about it is they kept it so far. Like I said, I haven't seen the first one, Mm -hmm. but at the beginning it was just, you know, the two guys and the woman, they were talking. She goes over a story that she penned, which was the original Frankenstein. Yeah. So then it goes back into like, she's like, do you want to hear it? I feel like telling it. So she goes back into the story as it was written by her, which I really liked. Yeah. Because they were talking about the ending of it. And she's like, Oh, well that was not the ending of it. Yeah. But what I did like a line in it where she says, um, Something about, uh, he goes, come look at the, uh, he, and that's what, uh, before I get into that, that's what killed me about the beginning of it is the two guys are speaking in poetry. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. But the guy, I guess he's interested in the woman, uh, and it's the, let's see, what was her name? Uh, Lisa, or no, Elsa Lancaster. Lancaster. She yeah. actually played the Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and she was just a regular woman in the beginning. She was a very pretty lady. She was but she said not in that picture she ain't <laughs> they got There's, a wild picture yeah, of her they got on a Google. really crazy picture on the giggle but he's like come look at the lightning storm with me and she's like no i don't you know i don't like the storm yeah, it freaks me she, out or something like that yeah and then she's like and also would you like candles and he goes uh honey you surprise me you're the one that uh, written or pinned frankenstein this horror horror uh themed book that gave my made my blood turn cold Mm -hmm. but you're scared of the dark and scared of storms i did like that but i did like when she like you said when they were talking about the ending of frankenstein and she was like oh that's not the end of it would you like me to tell it because i want to tell it and then she starts going into the movie i did like that aspect of it and as soon as i seen her like i said i didn't want to say anything because i knew you hadn't seen the movie but i was like that's her that's the The bride of frankenstein I've seen the pictures of The Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. So when I seen her at the beginning, I was like, she looks familiar. I've seen, I've seen her in this movie. I know I have. And it, not to sound mean or anything like that, but she's got a gap tooth. And that's what I remember about The Bride of Frankenstein. She had that gap tooth when she had you know, to scream or something like that. Um, But I'll say as far as sticking out in this film, I really like what they did with Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. But... I know we're going to say Frankenstein because that's what everybody associates, the monster. But it's the monster. But I think how they developed his character in this, you felt sympathy for the monster. Like, if you watch, I'm not going to ruin anything for you from the first one. They did recap the first one. You saw a little bit of it. But I'm not going to go spoil stuff in there. But, yes, he killed people in the first one. But, like, in this one, if you really watch when he's going to these people, and, yeah, he's going... But he's reaching out, and it was before he learned how to talk. Yes, he's reaching out, and he's all he's doing is wanting companionship. Mm-hmm. And I know you've had to see; you may not have seen the scene, but I know you've had to hear about the scene where he goes into the blind man's cabin. And mm-hmm. the okay, that's one of the main scenes that I really like because the poor blind man he thinks this guy he thinks the monster's just mute. Yeah, and he's like, I've prayed to God to send me a companion, uh, a friend, and he's done it. I really like that whole little story right there. Yeah. It's really cool because it's like it's the two things that work the best. He can't see Frankenstein's monster, so he can't be a scared. You know, can't be scared of him. And it's like you know, you, he he can tell that the monster doesn't have like any ill will towards him, or he's not wanting to hurt him or anything like that. Right. He's just looking for somebody to kind of hang out with. Right. But. I'll tell you, one of the things that I kind of dug on it, mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily any of the characters, but it was the setting. Like, yeah, it was a black and white movie, but you can tell the entire movie was done at night, just the way the settings was. And it was almost like a 2D scroller in some scenes. Yeah. yeah. How it was, like, there was no 3D to it. It was like they were walking along a set, and then the background was moving behind it. Uh-huh. And I really dug it. Yeah, I like that look to Like... Now, when they were running through the woods, and then the trees weren't nothing but giant logs sticking in the ground, I was like, that's not a tree. See, now, I like that. But look. I, I'm like, <laughs> it's it's easier to do that. It's, they literally look like giant telephone poles. Yeah. But it, it didn't really take anything away from it, other than me going, that's not a tree. Well, it, honestly, going into a 1935 film, it was if you're going into a nitpick, no, not you, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, if yeah. somebody goes into a nitpick, the effects, then you might as well even watch the movie. Right, I enjoyed it because you know they probably did it all on a sound stage or whatever. But like even the background, the clouds, mm-hmm. even if they shot in the daytime in the, a studio, the background was always cloudy, and I just dug it. And like I said, I like the development of the, the actual monster itself. Yeah, um, I, I liked it. I liked it because you've seen him go from the very beginning. You get the backstory on him. Then you see him at the start of this movie, and then you see him slowly progress to becoming more human mm-hmm. and wanting just a friend. Yeah, and it, it's it's cool to see that little little journey for him, right? Um, actually, I'll, I'll go into far as to say that I I don't think the acting was as bad either. Yes, there were some spots where I was like, oh my gosh, because it's the old nineteen thirty five yeah. acting, but. I did feel like that this one had a lot more humor than the first one. I know you haven't seen that one, so that's what's going to be interesting about our pulling scale thing is because I'm going off what I seen on the first yeah. one and stuff, and you're going off what you seen. Because it's your first time viewing this, right? Yep. Okay. But was there anything else that stuck out to you? Or I want when I say that the acting was over dramatic, I'm not saying that it was bad. It's just it was over embellished, which is not a bad thing, the classic but I, as far as the acting itself, I thought most of the acting was really good, like it like again that there were just certain spots that I think the guy that played the um oh, what was his name uh that guy, oh the doctor the yeahernger yeah uh pretorius dr Pretorius, yeah, I thought he did a really good job as a bad guy, I did uh. But he was, but he's also one of those that I was like, I liked, I liked that they brought him in because the actual Dr. Frankenstein learned his lesson from the first one, which you yeah. thought he was dead in the first one. Which, fun fact about Victor Frankenstein, mm-hmm. he actually broke his leg before the movie. That's You're why right. most of the scenes with him in it are him sitting again, sitting down. Like in this guy? Yeah. Like, oh, really? If, if you go back and watch it. And when I read that while we were watching the movie, I started paying attention. And yeah, most of the scenes with him in it is him sitting down. Because he had really? broke his leg and a, I think it was a horseback accident or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Well, like I said, they had to, I like that storyline of bringing the other doctor in. Yeah. Because that's, one, you know, if you ended the first Frankenstein, you think, well, shoot, Dr. Frankenstein's dead. His yeah. monster killed him. Well, now it's like he's wanting to get away from him. He's trying to go straight. And I really enjoyed the ending.
1: This I really, yes. Oh, yeah, I, liked I
0: really, really like the ending when they finally do present the bride of Frankenstein. And Frankenstein's uh, monster is going over to her. And he's like, she screams at first when he reaches out to her. And he's like, friend. Well, then he actually sits next to her. And if you notice, the bride went to Dr. Frankenstein, mm-hmm. kind of like seeking help from him. Yeah. Well, then when Frankenstein's monster goes over to her and he puts his hand on top of her hand and he's like friend and he's kind of like petting it, he's smiling and when she looks up, she starts screaming. And he's like, she hates me. And I like the fact that he lets Dr. Frankenstein live. He goes, no, you live. And then he looks over at the main doctor and he, cause his hands right above this lever that's, that's going to blow the entire castle up. And I love that. He's like, we would belong dead. I love that. I thought it was cool. I think the only way for me the ending would have been any better, is if they had gone back to the like to the people telling the story, and ended it that way. Yeah, like so that's what happened and all this kind of stuff, and then maybe get a shot out of the window and Frankenstein's monster is sitting outside with the, with the bride or something like you know just yeah that's just me like hindsight and being yeah. creative and stuff like that. But no, the ending I did like it because it was almost like Victor Frankenstein. At the beginning, learned his lesson, Mm -hmm. got conned into helping, and then the monster was like, okay, you were conned into, you didn't want to do this, get out of here, you can live, we belong dead. Yeah. And then, yeah. And to give a quick backstory real quick, uh, the evil doctor, Dr. Pretorius, I think? Yeah, whatever. He captured actual Dr. Frankenstein's wife. The Baroness. Yes, um, Elizabeth is her name. Yep. He actually kid, he had the actual monster kidnap her. And he was like, if you help me to make the bride of the monster, I will give you your bride back. Cause they actually did get married in the movie. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing is Dr. Frankenstein is wanting to go straight. And he was like, no, I'm getting married and I'm leaving this place. Right. They actually went back to the castle, Dr. Frankenstein's castle. That was in the first one. That's all his. Yeah. So, when she comes up to the, at the end, when she comes up to the door and, you know, the monster's hands above the lever lever and he's going to blow everybody up, that's the part I like because he's like, go, get out of here. And she's like, I'm not leaving with you. And that's when he goes over there and that's when he turns around and the Frankenstein monster goes, no, you live. Well, see, and Victor even said before he told him to get out that he said, I can't leave them here. Mm. And then the monster was like, no, you live. And yeah, it was, it was almost sweet. I think he was talking about, honestly... I only think he was talking about the doctor. I think he was talking about the bride. Yeah, I think I think mainly he was talking about the bride. Yeah, because it was like she was like the innocent in all this because you know she was fresh, right, and had nothing to do with it. She cl- was clearly scared. Yeah, but but yeah, I I I'm honestly surprised that I dug it as much as I did.
1: Like, well, the
0: story developing the way it did, and it was an what hour and fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly story, like the action of it was, like there were, like when he was hiding up on that hill and chunked that rock off on that dude, <laughs> yeah. that was a trip, I ain't gonna lie. But no, it wasn't, it was an old school horror movie. and It, it was. Usually. You know, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Well, with that being said, I think it's time for the pulling scale. The pulling scale. The pulling scale. Pulling scale. The pulling scale. The camping pulling scale. <laughs> yes. We actually we actually watched this movie on my voodoo on uh, my phone. We're sitting at a camping table on his phone. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so do you want me to go first, and then you can go yeah, with you go, your first? Okay, yeah, you go ahead. And go well, first. I'm gonna start with my negatives first. Uh-huh. Uh. One of the biggest negatives that I really didn't care about, and I actually forgot about it, because I've seen this movie before, I didn't like the evil doctor, whatever his name is, I didn't like when he was showing Dr. Frankenstein his projects and it was all little people in jars. Yeah, it was kind of goofy. That did not match any kind mm-hmm. of scenario, it didn't match anything with this movie, mm-hmm. Because they're talking about bringing people back from the dead, and he's got these little people in these jars. It didn't make sense. It That's what it's going It didn't make sense, but I will give them props. When the king got out of the jar and ran across the desk in front of the doctor, you couldn't tell that it was behind a screen or nothing. Yeah. And then the doctor even grabbed the king with like some uh, mm. like tongs almost and picked yeah. it back up. The effects were really good in that. I'll give them that, give them that. but... That's one of the parts that when that that whole entire scene happened, it took me out. See, and, and being as I've never seen it before, I was watching that scene and I was like, this is kind of weird. Right. Like, honestly, when I watch this movie at the house, when that pops up, I fast forward it. I just didn't care for that. Yeah. Um, the beginning of it, I, I told you I didn't really care for how the actors were. Now, the woman was acting great, yeah. but the two guys ain't even worth mentioning their names because I don't even know who they are. They're speaking in poetry and having the classic music behind it. Did not like that. Yeah. But once the actual film started to get into the movie, I dig the movie. Um, I like it. I I think I do like Frankenstein better than the original one the first one. Um, That's my negatives really is only those two things. The, The guys at the beginning of it and then that one scene with the doctor and those little people in the jar. Didn't make sense. Didn't fit the story positives i think the acting was good um i think the pace of the film was never too boring you know honestly we're sitting here at a campsite we've been munching all day <laughs> and everybody's kind of got to uh, like we're a little tired whatever but i wasn't bored with the film Yeah, no. and little things stuck out i love the how they did the effects the backgrounds all that stuff like you said it seemed like they're in front of like a 2d screen <clears> thing where they would move, but it's actually the screen moving. Yeah, I like that. I love the ending. Uh, this is a this isn't really a, a negative. It's more of a mixed feeling. I wish the bride could have been in it just a little bit more. Yeah, it wasn't in there very long. No, mm-hmm. and I get what they were doing. They, it's a big build up to it, but that's not a negative or a positive, really. Like <laughs> I said, it's more of a mix. I do wish that the bride could have been in it more. Uh, of course, then it, Boris Karloff, amazing as Frankenstein. Boris Karloff is just an amazing actor. Yes. I wish I could have watched Boris Karloff in his prime, like, live. Oh, that would have been awesome. Man. I loved it. Um, and just a little fun fact real quick, and it's not about the movie, but um, my grandpa was telling me when the, when the first Franks came come out, he was l- a young little kid, you know, of course, and said that, uh, which he's 87 now, he said that they didn't have theaters where it would come to theaters like on a screen. It would be live actors coming to do the role. And they actually come to Zenith. Really? And he got to go and he was in the balcony and they were on stage performing the entire original Frankenstein. And when the Frankenstein Monster, now I don't know if it was Boris Karloff, yeah, yeah. but when he said it was right after this movie came out because that's how they were promoting it, he said when the Frankenstein Monster rose, And they had the big platform boots. He said he could hear it coming down the uh, Zenith um, Theater aisleway. It was going between people. Boom. Boom. And he said he remembers he was on the balcony and he could see the monster uh, coming off the stage. And he was scared that it was going to come up to the balcony and get him. (laughs) But that's how he got to watch it when he was younger. That's awesome. So I think that's a really cool story. Heck, yeah. And I think that's one reason why I love the original Frankenstein, because of that moment I shared with Grandpa. I'm telling you that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway... Uh I like what they did with uh the Frankenstein's monster in this one, how he learned to talk, he learned to be a friend, and you felt they actually brought sympathy toward the monster. Yeah. Um I'm gonna give the film a thumbs up. I I do like the film. It is not one that I watch over and over. Yeah. But I like the film. Uh I added it to my collection because I do like the old black and white uh universal monster movies. Um I recommend you to watch it. Um if you want to add it to your collection, I can't say yeah or nay because it's either going to be people who love these old movies or just don't care any less about yeah. it. And as far as this one, I'm going to give this movie. I will give it a. I'm gonna give it a C plus. A C plus. Yes. Okay. It's and it's not right there at a B or B or B minus or B plus just because. If when I think of old black and white movies, as far as the monster movies, the first uh three that come to my mind is Frankenstein, the Wolfman, which is my favorite, and then Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Those three are my absolute <clears throat> favorite. Yeah. And this one I do like, like I said, but it just kind of it falls back to the the back burner. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my rating on that one. Right on. Well, um the only other negative that that I'll add um, not not negative, positive. The the negative that you had, I I'll hundred percent agree with. Mm-hmm. the The scene with the little people in the jars, it felt like no. I feel like you could have cut that out, and the movie would have been about fifty eight minutes long. That would be a scene that would be perfect, perfect in freaks. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And it, it was like he was like, "I'm not creating or I'm not um, bringing people back to life." He said, "I've I've grown my own people." Yeah, and I was like. No, not really, <laughs> yeah, it was no, it just it didn't make sense whatsoever, um, one of my biggest positives on it, and I wish movies today did this, okay the music the music was in the entire movie from start to finish, mm-hmm. and it fit and it flowed so well, and it and it like intensified in the right times to where the scene just popped, yeah. And it is, it is what's the word? Exasperated. It exasperated certain scenes so much to the point where it just made you get a feeling about that scene. The big, movies today they don't do that. No. They don't use music the way they used to because back in the day you had to. Right. And that's what made it so great because music was music was a huge part of movies back then. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like a little afterthought. Now you're watching a movie and it's like, "Hey, I know that song. Yeah, I remember when that song came out." Yeah. Now this is just a score. This is just a composer with a band with an orchestra, and they're just playing music behind this movie. Yep, um, and it, it's kind of like it's kind of like you are with your effects, like you you like the special effects where people were actually had to put work into them as opposed to the CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like the music aspect of it because it's like as a as a, somebody that plays music, I'm like I know what goes into that, you know, right? It, it just makes a whole lot of makes it a whole lot better. Um, but yeah, I thought the acting over embellished sometimes but i don't think it was bad right i don't think it was bad at all many but bi- me crazy <laughs> she honestly she was like your your uh oh, what's the dude's name on uh don't ret- return to the living dead oh oh, oh, oh. yeah it was just, it was just <laughs> like that guy um but yeah overall i did enjoy the movie i, I it makes me want to watch the original frankenstein because I do feel like it was, it was probably better than this one. And she was in The Invisible Man as well. We hit, And we were wanting to do that one too. Hey, that's another one. But see, in, when, when we th- like you were talking about. Okay, so first, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Okay. I think you ought to check it out. Especially if you like those older movies. If you're a collector of old black and white movies... Creature from the Black Lagoon, Invisible Man, you know Frankenstein, all those Wolfman. You almost have to add it to your collection. It's not bad to the point where it will, like, never watch it again. It's probably one of those I, I've watched it one time, so I probably won't watch it again. Right. But I, I do want to watch the original Frankenstein now. Um, but I did like it for the most. I mean, for the most part, I mean, everything was good about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Add it to your collection if you're a collector of old movies, and I'll give it a C. Okay. I'm I'm gonna give it a C. Right on. So. Hey, better than a C minus under C plus. So there, there you go. There you go. Right on. Not not a B. What? I, I can't I can't get close to a B. And it mainly is because of that scene with the little people in the jars. <laughs> it was just weird. Well, the thing that it, I've listened to a few horror podcasts, and one thing that I feel like me and you do differently is it seemed like there's some of them horror podcasts that, and I'm not down in them, I'm because it's their opinions, but I'm saying like if they were going to review this one, just because it's a black and white and it's a classic and everybody knows it, oh man, you gotta love it, you gotta give it a A, you gotta, I, no, no, you don't, No, you really. Don't. There's a lot of movies that, uh, I mean, like okay, The Exorcist. Just use that for example. The original. The the original Exorcist. Everybody, a lot of people, that is the greatest horror movie of all time. I watched it once. I can't, now honestly, if I watched it again and review it, I can tell you, I can't tell you everything that happens, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Jaws. We've talked about that, which is going to be, I know it's a subject we're going to talk about in our next podcast. Everybody hypes up about Jaws. To me, it's overrated. Very overrated. You know? Another movie that people get pissed when I talk about is Gremlins. I don't care for Gremlins. I like me some Gremlin, but it but to me it's just not one of those. <gasps> it's not. It's, that, it's, it's it's so great and it's but, not for me. It's not one of those movies. I'm like, this is like amazing. It's like, right. I just like Gizmo. Yeah, it, and and everybody g- likes Gizmo. When Gizmo gets dressed up like Rambo, that is a, the one of the coolest scenes in any movie I've ever watched. You got <laughs> the cute little Gizmo furball and he's dressing up like Rambo. Right. That's that's legit. But that's what I was fixing though. Is it just seems like there's so many horror people that are afraid to say anything like oh okay phantasm yep i finally sat down to watch every one of them i mm-hmm. mean you gave you know i said it on the phantasm thing i was like i know people's gonna hate me for this but i think i gave it a c or something mm-hmm. well since we've recorded that episode i watched two three four five and i think part two is better than the first one Really. And then when I don't I think actually, I've seen part two. And then when I actually looked looked it up online, a lot of people thought part two was better. Yep. Because the tall man's in it more and there's more action. Yeah. And then they started dwindling down. <laughs> you know? Like you do. Yeah. But no, to get back to this, uh No, I I'm just I'm glad I'm glad you dug it. I was kinda like, yeah. Oh man, is he gonna Like I'm waiting to do the creature from the Black Lagoon The Wolf Man. that's my favorite one. Nosferatu. Yeah. We need to have a month devoted to black and whites. I'm down with that. Because we have got to do Nosferatu. And honestly, I think if we do that, we need to do at least three black and whites because the episodes are so small. I was going to say, man, you could probably get two movies in one episode. Probably could. I mean, just because most of the movies back then were like an hour long. Well, you remember that one time you weren't able to do Killer Clown Spider-Space, so me and Brad did Wrong Turn, and me and you did Jason Goes to Hell, and we just stuck it in one big... Yeah. So we could do something like that, you know? But... With that being said, um, our next episode will be Horror Talk. Horror Ted Talk. Yep. And if you, got, if you guys and gals got any questions uh, or any suggestions that you want us to talk about during there, we have a post on Instagram that you can get on there and, you know, say, hey... What you guys think about this? Cause I think it's gonna be neat having a few of us talking about it in different opinions. I can already tell you there's gonna be some fist flying, people are <laughs> get throat chopped. Right. Especially when Halloween 3 comes up and I gotta <laughs> drop kick Johnny's daughter. Yeah. But that being said, uh always check us out on our social media. We are on Instagram at uh small town horror johnny underscore randy. Facebook is small Town horror with Johnny and Randy. And Twitter is at small horror pod. Check us out anywhere you can get your podcast. That's gonna be anchored by Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Chrome, iTunes, wherever go wherever you can get them. If you got to go to outer space to get your podcast, you could probably find it there. I promise. you. Yeah, it's possible. Oh yeah, you know there are aliens up there right now listening to our podcast. <laughs> They're just waiting on us to do Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And um, if you guys and gals are enjoying what we're doing, please get on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a five-star review if you feel like we deserve it. And if you don't, shut your pile holes. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. But if you do end up giving us, uh, even if it's three to four stars, five stars, leave a small review, if you don't mind. It only takes just a couple minutes, and like I said, the more reviews we get, it gets our name out there. Tell us what you think, what you like, what you don't. That's about it. Yep. So with that being said, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And as always, remember to stay scared. And stay spooky.